Welcome to another edition of Mental Health Matters with Marty Podcast. My name is Martina Sellers, marriage and family therapist in the beautiful state of California where the sun is always shining. And I will serve as your host and mental health hygienist. This podcast is designed to challenge your stinking thinking and your maladaptive thoughts surrounded mental health and wellness to move you from doubt and discouragement to encouragement and empowerment. So don't continue to secretly suffer in silence and the shadow of shame, but speak up, speak out, and live. Hey, I am so excited, y'all. I got my brother on here who is one joining me. One of my brothers. That's it. That's <laughs> one of them, brother. One, one of the brothers. And, and yes, this is my biological brother. We got the same mother and father. Yeah, that's how we roll it. That's how we roll it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> this is my, my little brother, y'all. And, and uh, but even though he's taller than I am, you know, I don't know how that worked out. <laughs> but I'm so excited, proud of him and all his, accom- his accomplishments. And he has a podcast as well. Uh, I'm going to call him Junior. Bobby, tell him yeah. what your podcast is all about and your podcast. But welcome for the first time on the Mental Health Matters with Marty podcast. That's You've been right. on my live show. But mm-hmm. none other than Rob Sellers himself. Oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> government, government name. Now, um, you know, I, I, I definitely host my own podcast called the uh, B Side Podcast. Uh, you can go to bsidepodcast.com. You can check us out on IG at the B Side Podcast Q. Also, you can go to Twitter. Uh, right. You know, we will go on there. Twitter. You know, peep in what's going on. You can also, you know, follow us on Twitter at uh, the B Side Podcast with an S, no T. And the number two. So B-Side Podcast number two. And uh, basically, just to tighten things up, basically right. we're just giving you barbershop talk. In your right. Life. You know, and, and hey, I'm, I'm loving this. It runs in the family. So, so tell us about barbershop talk. Why is, especially for Black men, yep. barbershop talk so important into mm-hmm. everything that we talk about? When we talk about barbershop talk, yeah. what are we talking about? Well, when you go to the barbershop, you know, main thing, you know, you go there to get cleaned up. Right, so right. You're getting cleaned up with, you know, with your facial and your hair. You want to also get cleaned up in the conversation what's going on in the community. Ooh, love you know, it. That's, that's one of the um, factors besides the church. Right. You know, when you see a group of black males. Right. Or, you know, you go to the barbershop and you can talk. That's where you politic as far as right. sports. Uh, political game, what's going on in the community, and then also, you know, you just talk that noise, you know? Right, right. That's it. Because I love that you said that, because with barbershops, churches, there were certain staples Mm -hmm. in our communities where we did not have to put a facade up. We could be ourselves. We can be uh, uh, not necessarily politically correct, but socially correct, uh, community correct, Mm -hmm. And, and that's where we learned a lot. If we needed any information about the community of what was going down we went to the barbershop yeah uh in that so i love that you have the b-side um and we're just talking straight uh we say it today in in pop culture but we just talk about culture and what's happening in our culture what has been the biggest impact because listen you got way more episodes than i'm trying to catch up with you at man man, you know i'm just stuck in the audio i'm trying to i'm trying to do the audio and video so you know i'm just learning as I go too, man. So, right. I'm, I'm, you know, just trying to push it. Right, right, right. Um, 
you know, hey, we just had the George Floyd verdict that's come out. And if we're going to do on the B side, what would be your approach on the B side uh, podcast? Because I know what mine is with the mental health, but but there's so much merging that goes on. Talk to me about what you're feeling about this whole thing and being a black man in America in 2021. No doubt. Um, Matter of fact, uh, I just did a podcast earlier and we just brought up the uh, George Floyd case because basically um i followed uh i follow eddie griffin right on, right on, on instagram and he was right. talking about since this whole floyd incident that went right down, right there's been over 181 gunshot i would say not necessarily casually could be casually right. But right. gunshot incidents with cops and blacks right right say, say that number one more time because i don't think the 181 people heard. shootings 181 across the nation yeah. so and 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 when i was doing my time in, in this, yes. When I was doing my research, even talk about, do you know the statistics say that one in every 1,000 black men will be killed at the hands of police here in America? That, yeah. that, that's a staggering number. It is. It, I mean, well, do the math on um, even the prison system. You know, right. We're, we're 14, 15 percent of the population. Right. This maybe I'm. Not sending numbers right, but I know we we consist of at least fifty percent of the jail population. Right, numbers right. don't lie. Numbers don't lie. So we know that we have a a systemic and a racist problem here mm-hmm. in America. But but mm-hmm. you know we grew up in Ohio. Now it's yeah. not like there was a whole bunch of us, especially in Newark, not Newark, New Jersey, Newark, Ohio. Just yeah. for the record, yeah. Midwest. And we did take that name from Newark, New Jersey. Though. We did take the name from Newark, yeah. New Jersey. We now did. we we, we weren't Facts. as we weren't as ruthless as Newark, New Jersey. Uh, no. Well, we. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you know, we we was a small, small uh, uh, town trying to be big fish in a small pond. That That's yeah. what I say. I, I, I always think that all the Detroit and Cleveland rejects ended up in Newark. Yeah, yeah, we, we, <laughs> we, we, we was the uh, the migration that somehow stuck. Right, right, <laughs> right. Because, I mean, with our family, we was headed to Detroit. Right. You know right. what I mean? And, 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 you know, Grandma Lucille, bless her heart. Right. She ended up staying in Newark. She stayed in Newark. But Charlie yeah. went on kept up moving. to, he kept, kept, he kept the pushing kept and all pushing. that. So, right, right. Yeah. So, so I know it was like for me and, and for mm-hmm. you and I, we, we have a couple different years, a couple years on us, just a couple. Yeah, just, uh, <laughs> but, but, but you were there, uh, especially during some times. And what was it like for you, one, for you growing up in Newark, mm-hmm. you know, though you had your stint out here in California for a minute, but you ended up graduating from high school in Newark and then went to Colorado. Mm-hmm. you know, to play basketball. What was that mm-hmm. experience like for you being a black man um, and then being among the minority, not just that, mm-hmm. you know, I remember many classes that I was in, I was the only black person in the class. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you were either labeled as an athlete or, or, or you know, I, that wasn't my thing. I ran track, but you know, I, you, you was the hooper. That's an athlete. It is. I, I ran it. track too. <laughs> so i mean it is an athletic sport if anything it, it track is. track was the most nerve-wracking because it's you right right you know i mean you know, but that's what i loved on. about it that's yeah, what i loved you. about it it was yeah. me i couldn't blame anyone else uh but my, my what i did but what was it like for you growing up yeah. in a republican ohio's definitely republican and and yes. and being the only black in a lot of your classes you know maybe how many black people graduated in your class it was just a handful handful no more than 20 right and then going I, yeah 
Yeah, no more. Than I went to Irvine High. I think there was five, and we counted two Samoans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't bad. laugh. That, we yeah, did. You we know, did. You know, we, we had to keep the Samoans thinking they like us. You know, that's right. That's right. They say the ninjas too. Right. <laughs> so, 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 tell us your experience of being a black young man and then being a black man going to Colorado mm-hmm. and playing basketball there too. Yeah. Well, um, it, it's a trip. Um, obviously. You know, mm-hmm. um, you said we're from North. Yeah, you know, a lot of times, you know, we were like the only blacks. Right. You know, I know in elementary, there was only a handful of us. Uh, junior high, you know, got a little bigger. I Obviously, high school. Right. But, I mean, we were less than 1%, I probably would say. Right. Um, And we know, were on the west end of town. Yes, yes. Where, yeah, yeah. We was definitely a minority over that because we crossed the tracks. We crossed but, the tra- way crossed tracks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean... It was there, you know, like you said, it was a right. Republican Party. Um, you had your rednecks out there. Mm-hmm. You had some, you know, um, bigots, mm-hmm. big time. I would say there's more bigots than anything. Right. Um, um, but the whole thing is, you know, I, you just got to, how I looked at it is okay. I know there's a difference. I know I know how I'm getting treated because of the color of my skin. Right. How, how I'm going to navigate myself, how I'm going to maneuver myself in this right. dynamic. Right. You know, and then, you know, people don't fail to realize we were um, maybe 20 minutes, 25 minutes from Columbus. And Columbus is like right. 40% black. So right. going from Columbus, a lot of times we had to go up there to get haircuts. Right, right. We didn't have, really had no barbershops in North. So just seeing that, that that dynamic, meaning that, you know, we went from, you know, a town that was maybe 1% black. And then we was mm-hmm. right in Columbus as 40% black. Um, you know, you, 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 you know that you was like an outcast. Right. And they treated you like a second class citizen that we're all getting treated still to this day. Yeah. Yeah. How how did you get through and then going off to college, you know, what, what yeah. was your Colorado experience like even after you graduated from yeah. high school and you got a full, you know, scholarship yeah. that and, and going there, man. And, and that was, you know, for us being black in, in, yeah. in Newark. And now you got this full ride to yeah. Fort Collins. Yeah. What was that like for you? Well, you know, first of all, I want to thank all those who who helped me because I felt sure. Um, you know, I was a community kid. You know what I mean? Exactly. And um, you know, I know some people sacrificed for me to put me in a position to succeed. So I'm always mm-hmm. thankful for that. Right. Um, but I mean, it was just like Newark on a bigger version. You know what I mean? Right. For, right. I was in Fort Collins, Colorado. There was not right. Too many right. Up there, it was a college town, and um, you know, I think that being an athlete that helped in a lot of ways. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sure I didn't have to deal with a whole lot of things that other blacks were dealing with because, right. you know, the advantage I had as being an athlete. However, you still felt the racial tension at times, um, mm-hmm. the racial things that occurred or, you know, maybe mm-hmm. not was overtly, but there was some subtle racialness you had to deal a with. A lot of subtleisms. Yeah. And my whole thing is just navigating, you know, okay. uh, being assured of yourself, like, okay, this is a dynamic. Okay. I see how it is, you know, um. Obviously, there's going to be some bias, but I got to be bigger than that. Right. I I can't let, you know, I can't let my emotions um, overrule what I need to do. And that's to navigate through the systems um, successfully and, Mm -hmm. you know, not being harmed. Right, 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 right. Totally get that. So today, when we see Mm -hmm. 
George Floyd, when we yeah. hear about Ahmaud Aubrey, and, and and the list goes on, Breonna Taylor, yeah. all that that keeps happening time and time again. I don't know about you. It, it just, I'm, I'm trying not to be numb to it, but I also know I can't let all of this overwhelm me to the point where it enables me and keeps me from doing one day-to-day activities and then keeps me from being bitter and just pissed off at the world um, with that. Uh, You you know, you're in Orange County, um, another Republican county of Southern California. And, you know, how do you navigate to make sure you are keeping your sanity in the midst of all this? Mm-hmm. Well, um, obviously, I think that um, first of all, this has been going down since we got here. Right, right. It's just it's just being televised now because we are in the information age. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason why this happened because some actual person caught it on video. Mm-hmm. It's been going back from beginning of time. This right. Is not, this is nothing but a uh, Emmett Till version in the right. present. Wow. I mean, wow. You know. You know um, and I took that from somebody, so. I, that's I, good. You know, that's, that's all right. That's all right. Yeah. We can recycle. We can. That's all, I just remix it a little recycle bit. Recycle and reuse. That's right. I, mean, I, just, I, I just remix it a little bit. But, um, yeah. I mean, it's been going on. You know, my mm-hmm. um, my whole thing is this. Two two correlations here that, that okay. I really like, right? Right. The police officer is nothing but the overseer when we was in the field. Mm, okay. Right? Overseer, officer. Mm-hmm. No different. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing now is okay. How can I say the powers that be that ran this country mm-hmm. when we first got over here used us as free labor. Mm-hmm. Right. So once when we got quote unquote, I guess our freedom, they were thinking, what are we gonna do with this mass population that we can't get no free labor with? AKA mm-hmm. black folks. Mm-hmm. So how to make money off them is to lock us up into another slavery system, which is prison. Mm-hmm. And this is all part of the government too. stop whatever legislation laws from us to succeed at any type of level, economically, uh, 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 land wise, and also right. systematic. And I think a lot of it has to do with the mental enslavement. That's Most slavery. definitely. And, and and there's there's a whole uh, mental uh, philosophy and theory out there talking about the slave mentality and mental yes. health with that. And and yes. it's there's some amazing black therapists who are leading the discussion on that. Yes. It's absolutely amazing. But you're also when you look at now uh-huh. the laws that have been recently passed in Georgia uh-huh. and some of these other places, uh-huh. it is just you think in 2021. Mm-hmm. We would be beyond that yeah. um, and, and that we would just go, it's inhumane. Mm-hmm. But then you have to go back to what what is the system rooted in? We know what it's rooted in. Yeah. It's rooted in racism. It's rooted in oppression. It's rooted yeah. in, and, and what happens is the dynamics are changing because now it's just not going to be that. It's A lot of it now is going to be rooted in economic status because we're, there's such a huge gulf that now is coming between the rich and the mm-hmm. poor. And, you know, if we can erase the middle class, we got to be careful. But even with that, our mental health and 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 how do you um, navigate that with 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 friends, with mm-hmm. family, with your nephews, with mm-hmm. with other people that you see? And how do we keep them encouraged in this time? 
Well, I mean, I think right now, this period is strongly, I want to say, is leading us into, I'm hope, I don't even want to say hope, that I'm wanting to lead us into more mental stimulation mm -hmm. within our group. Mm, okay, okay. You know what I mean? As far as we need to reprogram ourselves, because we get wake-up calls all over the place. Constantly. We need to refocus our mindset into our group. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I mean, we all have PSTD, but how can we translate that by like, you know, we, we, we've done everything we've done. We've done everything we could. Right. We, we, we've prayed, we've marched, we've pointed it out. Like right. Say, right. 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 This is, this is injustice. It's not and still nothing. Them. It's mm -hmm. not affecting them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like I heard on the NPR. Uh, uh, I listen to NPR. Shout out to NPR. Love right. that. Uh, uh, news. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> for, all, for all those out there in uh, Southern California, 89.3 <laughs> and 89.9. Um, <laughs> love it. Love it. <laughs> so, but, but, but it was crazy. It had some callers in, you know. Um, right. I forgot the section. It's a new section on point. I want to say it is. Okay. Anyhow. They had an open conversation, right? And I was tripping off of, at first. Right. Tripping at first on, on some of the white callers that came in. And one of them was an educator. Mm -hmm. She sat there and said, she's been educating. She's been in the education field for over 20 years. A mm -hmm. professor, I forgot what university, but anyhow, she said, this is the first time since this George Floyd incident that she understood her white privilege. First time. She had, they haven't paying attention. That's how I look at it because we're only what 14% of the population. If that more if like that, 12. Yeah. 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 So it's not affecting them. It's not, they're not even, even thinking about us in their whole stratosphere. Right. To them, it's the norm. Just like I, you said, they, 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 they ingrain it. So they program it where they program it ingrained in this, that any affliction that black people get, it's the norm. It's normal. Right. You know, and, and the funny thing is I, I heard I was talking to one of my patients this week. She said, I am tired of being labeled as the strong black woman. Mm -hmm. And and all that that care that it carries. So I'm supposed to be real resilient. I'm supposed to be this hard person. I'm supposed to. She goes, when do I ever get a, to, to rest? When do I get to? And when I was thinking about that, I said, you know, it leaves you constantly in this whole cycle. And, and we have to look at, like you were just saying earlier, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder in the, especially in our urban communities and how many people because of George Floyd um, has gone through this whole vicarious trauma uh, that is definitely affecting our black and brown communities, especially our black communities in, during the 2020, especially because we saw so much. We saw George Floyd die and we saw so many others and we go through this and, and all that vicarious trauma is, is this when you have um, sympathy and when you have our, our burden with this 
compassion because you feel helpless in that. And so when your compassion overruns you till you can't leave it and let it go, it's very traumatizing. And how many of our Black men have been severely traumatized by the repetitiveness of seeing time after time, every time it seems like you turn on the television, you don't have to turn on television, you go to your feed in in Instagram, you go to your feed in Facebook, you go to your feed in Twitter, and or, or any of those, and constantly you're looking at another black man, another black woman who has died senselessly mm-hmm. with that. You you can't just continue to put a Band-Aid over it. You got to deal with it somehow. Yeah. Um, yeah, you have to. I mean, the elephant's in the room. We see it. Right. We got, we got to talk about it. And get back to your point about the uh, female you was talking about. I get what she's saying, but we can't. Right now, how can I say it? Now, I don't want to say we at war, whatever the case may be. Right. The whole thing is, we we can't use that rhetoric of we're tired or whatnot because our ancestors didn't. It's this we. It's just like a relay. We got the baton right now. We mm-hmm. we got no time to feel tired. No time to fear down and 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 um. What I want to say down and low spirits because this is the mantle that we're supposed to take forward to lead on the next generation. Our ancestors weren't complaining about getting tired. They was trying to set up for them to live and for right. us to live in the future. So, you but know. But do we, do we get a t- chance to take a break? Do we get a chance to breathe in the midst of this somehow? Do we get a chance to say, hey, Bob, you know, uh, sub for me for, 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 let me get my, catch my breath so I can get my strength again, you know, in that, so I can come back to you, maybe even in a better mental state, in a better physical state, and maybe even in a better financial state with that. When do we get the chance just to say, hey, I just need to catch my breath real fast Mm -hmm. in this. I think once when we're on a better group level right now, we ain't got no time. Once if we was all group and united, then we can say, can I take a break? Because then I know somebody got my back. I know somebody's in front of me. I know somebody's at my size right now. We don't have that Mm. until we are united. Then we can talk about taking a break. This is just my opinion. Because like I said, I hear you. Yeah. Cause like I said, because once when we get, together group wise when we're strong group wise then mm-hmm. we can take that break like hey i need a break somebody got you on all corners then somebody from behind can step up and take that corner and then once when you're ready to jump back in you can jump back into somebody else and take a break mm-hmm. but until we get there we, we can unfortunately how do we link arms somehow so so that now we're we're this chain yeah and so that when when, when that part is feeling a little weaker mm-hmm. we can maybe strengthen that cord yeah you know make that tighter if you will because i, I hear what you're saying i really mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. but when i see on on the end uh on my end when 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 i see black men in private Mm-hmm. And they are breaking down. Or black men in private, they are angry. And when, do, where do we have a safe place? Where do we have a bar? Where can I find a barbershop beside, just okay. to where where I can be in the company with other brothers and sisters and who are in this so I can at least be encouraged along the way and and told you're not crazy you're okay you're just experiencing PTSD you're experiencing vicarious trauma you're experiencing these things and we have a solution to help you through this uh, journey so that you can be uh, stronger or even be more mentally fit along the way yeah I say first things first everybody need to go to your website any black males <laughs> out there having this, go to your website, uh, uh, Marcel, uh, what's it? Marcel Consulting MHS. Is that yes, it? Yes, and, and then I have mentalhealthmarty.com. There we go. That's first things first. You know what I mean? 
we're, we're speaking about it. Right. We, we have a platform to help. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that, it's just like, you know, how I look at it is like, you know, everybody handles trauma different. They do. Um, I think that's once again where we have to develop that mental toughness. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I hear you. I'm, I'm, that, I'm, that warrior mentality that's uh-huh. in us for ourselves to help each other. That's the right. whole thing. That, that, that's the whole thing. When we look at everybody else, everybody else, mm-hmm. they're are with their tribes 100 percent, meaning mm-hmm. they support each other mm-hmm. white community supports each other right mm-hmm. the latino community supports mm-hmm. each other mm-hmm. the asian community supports mm-hmm. each other the middle eastern mm-hmm. uh, uh, supports theirs suffer who us right i hear i hear you suffer us and once we, we got to recognize that because we have we have all the dynamics mm-hmm. we just got to assert ourselves you know look mm-hmm. how much money we spend it's well, we are we are definitely the consumers yeah, of yeah. the group. Just look at all that money we 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 spending. Mm-hmm. We we need businesses for everything. So just right. imagine all those businesses spending money within the community. Then we got representation. Now we can go out there and be like, no, you're not coming in our community, killing us, and you're not even from our community. No, we that's when we lobby our money, right, to the representatives to change this legislation. Well, that's I think that you, the money. You, you, you speak to a, 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 a issue and, and not even an issue, a, a way that the, the success of the bus boycott was they literally when, when black folks stopped taking the buses and the public transportation system, they almost shut the entire system down till they had to change the law immediately. Uh, about um, putting b- black folk to the back and 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 then deciding if they weren't going to take them or kicking them off and all those things, and and you're right. That's when the collective community came together to make an impact um, in the community for their better. Exactly. And and I told I, I I'm in agreement with you. I totally hear you when you say that we need to come collectively together. We have to uh, with that. But we but when you have hurting people. I always think that when you, when, and I say it this, when you, when you're uh, the Holt theory, when you're too hungry, when you're too angry, when you're too lonely, and when you're too tired, you are not thinking in your right mind. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to make rational, and, and I say it this way, cognitive decisions when those situations are happening. And I think we have a couple things that's happening in our communities. We, we're, we're too angry. And we're too tired. Yeah. And I don't know how to help all the anger. I don't know how to even get the the necessary rest, if you will, that we need. And and I don't want to interpret rest as doing absolutely nothing, because that's not what we're saying. We're saying, but how do we how do we how do we bring healing on such a massive level? Well, you heard it here. Please. Please, please, please go listen to the B-Side podcast featuring none other than my brother from my mother. Barbershop Talk. Barbershop Talk, yes. Coming to your living room. Come on. We glad. Definitely. (laughs) Listen, I want to thank you all for joining me for another week of this special edition with my brother for real, my biological brother. Love him to the moon and back. Love you too, brother. (laughs) 
know what I'm saying? Big inspiration. Big inspiration. Listen, big ups, big ups. This is what we do. Again, there are so many podcasts that you can listen to, but we are so glad that you chose this one. If you are an Apple listener, please give us a five-star rating and also leave a review for other people to read along the way. In this journey called life, you do not have to continue to secretly suffer in silence in the shadow of shame, but it is my desire to break the negative stigma behind mental health and wellness for everyone. We must stop the stinking thinking by changing the toxic mindset that we carry. So as I say each week, we gotta speak up, speak out, and live. But always remember to enjoy, enjoy your, your life. life. This episode of Mental Health Matters with Marty podcast is sponsored to you by Marcel Media Group, Marcel Consulting and Mental Health Services, Project Smith Designs, Z Creations, Carla Ray Photography, and Alex Robb's Design.